A satyogi is one who renounces vanity. Religious spiritual teachers have been pointing at vanity as the cause of our suffering for thousands of years. And one could see that as the core of the frame of reference of the ego. That because the I thought is based on nothing real, that that lack must be compensated for by vanity. And the vanity inherently includes an inverse level of vanity. And this produced this, the affects of pride and shame. And there becomes an obsession with those aspects of body, of mind, of behavior that one is proud of and others that one is ashamed of. And the life of the ego becomes an oscillation between one and the other and a determination usually for moving from shame into some something one can have pride about. And the more that one tries to move away from shame, the more deeply one realizes that the vanity is embedded in the mind process of the ego itself, that it cannot get away from its obsession with whatever aspects of its nature it identifies with, whether it's the nature of the physical organism and the obsession with finding flaws in it or being proud of various aspects of it but wishing there were more of this and less of that, and a constant focus on those aspects in which the ego stands out in the world as existing either as a positive manifestation of beauty or a mark of ugliness, a stain on the universe. And this same kind of melodramatic relationship to the body happens in relation to the mind, to the kinds of thoughts that it keeps returning to and obsessing about and ruminating about and its need to waste time in order to soothe the ego and to focus on activities which are pure vanity. To use the word pure and vanity together, of course, 
an odd combination because vanity is the essence of impurity. But if we examine how much of our day is spent in both experiences and experiences of vanity, we will see that most of our lives are wasted in that pursuit and that most of our desires and fears orbit around vanities. And the achievement of whatever we would have desired would have made our lives no better. And when objects of vain desire are achieved, they're either never enough or they are then replaced by something else to vainly desire or to vainly hate in oneself. And the pursuit of some perfection of the image is never complete. But because all the ego is is an image without an essence, the obsessive focus upon the protection of that image becomes the only meaning that the ego can devote itself to. Vanity becomes the ego's religion. And indeed, from a certain perspective, God can be defined as the absence of vanity. And it is only when there is an absence of vanity that God consciousness can emerge. Because so long as there is an I thought, it will be surrounded by other vain thoughts that will keep the realization of God from breaking through. It is when there are cracks in the vanity of the mind that we perceive the real. But it must be emphasized that the vanity includes self-hatred, the inverse vanity. That is more aggressive in its obsessiveness than the positive. And only when the mind no longer orbits around the vain pursuit of an image of the self that is worthy to be seen and appreciated, that will receive approval and affirmation or even envy when all of that is let go of, or the fear that one will appear as ugly or uh, stupid or crazy or whatever else is the vain concern for how you appear in the gaze of the other. 
Will there be a freedom from agitation and anxiety? The whole waste of effort that goes into supporting an icon of religious devotion that is entirely meaningless. Human beings have, in late Kali Yuga, created a society that is entirely based on vanity. Never in history has such a social structure existed that valorizes vanity and that endeavors to increase one's vanity. All of the advertising industry, the media, are all devoted to put you in a state of vanity in which you will desire this or that supplement or prosthetic device to increase the attractiveness of the image. And it has reached such a point that the ego can no longer focus on anything but its self-image. It no longer has a depth dimension because it cannot leave its focus on the image. It is trapped, it is tied to it. It is magnetically fused with its image. And thus there is no freedom within the mind to think about anything that isn't tied and related and concerned with that image. And thus there can be no depth dimension, even in meditation, do you still have thoughts about your image, worries about that that obsess you even when you are ostensibly seeking God within? Is it not the vanity of the ego that is the obstacle? And even one's achievement of peace and silence in the meditation can be used as an object of vanity. Once vanity becomes the organizing principle of the ego's existence, then everything is usurped by that urge to use it for the manifestation of an image that can support its vanity with evidence. And thus, even the symbolic is coerced into serving the imaginary. Even the ability to think is used only to support the image. And all of this is an effort to flee from the real. Because in the real of time and space, bodies age, they sag, they lose that image that one tries to support so long with even extreme measures like cosmetic surgery and other vain pursuits 
that support the economy of a society based on vanity. If we removed all of the industries that are entirely based on the pursuit of vanity, there would be an immediate economic collapse. It's all that holds up society any longer. Death and vanity are the two principles left. And the avoidance of death is also part of vanity. And the ego mind tries in its vain pursuit of immortality to kill the other in a religious belief that then it will live. It's just like the tribes in the past who would eat the heart of the warrior they defeated and believe it would give them eternal life and power. The empire lives on that destructiveness of the other that gives it the illusion that its own existence will continue. And yet, we eat away our own life energy in all of the pursuits of vanity. We destroy the life, not only of the individual and the society, but the planetary ecosystem itself. We are sucking the life out of our planet, out of vanity, out of an increase of desire that requires the destruction of our forests, our waters, our air. And all of it is simply from the pursuit of vanity. And thus if a satyogi cannot succeed in the task of eliminating vanity, then indeed we can say there is no hope because the only hope is to create a society that can live without that parasite that destroys our integrity. To get to the root of vanity it will soon be discovered, requires eliminating all the melodramas of the mind. All the mythologies. And a humble return to the essence of presence that is a surrender to the Supreme Self that is without form, without image, without vanity. And in that realization that God, the absence of vanity is life itself, eternal life and that vanity is death and suffering, torture, destruction. It becomes clear that vanity 
is what has brought about Kali Yuga. And that only the freedom from vanity can bring about a Satyuga. And that this becomes the primary necessity. for the purification of the soul to become a temple worthy of being occupied by God. And the question of whether we are willing to sacrifice our vanity our worship of our image becomes the essential question that requires such a wholehearted haji that the unconscious roots of vanity cannot sabotage the purity of the intention itself to release vanity, which itself is inherently tinged with vanity in the very effort to remove vanity. There is something vain even in that. And because every ego intention and project has an underlying dimension of vanity, because based on the I thought, it can only be achieved through a surrender of the I, the me, the my, the mine, at the very threshold of the undertaking of the discovery of the presence of God. It cannot wait till a later phase of the work because the mind itself is vanity and the pursuit of freedom from that scourge of the world cannot be achieved through any human effort, but the surrender of body, mind, and all that pertains to one's being, to the source. May we achieve the exquisite sensitivity to the functioning of our own soul that we can detect the presence of vanity. And through that, recognize that our life 
emerges from a source that is completely free. of any image, of any intention that in any way deviates from absolute love. It is in that purity of love that is surrender to God that is full presence, that is wisdom, that is itself the source of power, that is our salvation. This is the self that we have been seeking to escape from our own karmic entrapment in the prison of vanity. May we realize our power to be free and that it comes only from the surrender to that Supreme Presence that unites us all as one. In that oneness there is no image, there is no comparison, there is no envy, there is no better than or worse than. There is no surface, there is only depth. There is no darkness, there is only light. There is no ego. There is only God.